whatever it is, it needs to be released. It needs to be brought to the light and it needs to be released. That's so important right now for you guys to be free from whatever this is in your mind. And the the main part about getting all of this out is accepting and understanding and realizing what it is. Realizing what it is. Realizing how it's affecting you internally. Trauma is not talked about a lot. People don't like to talk about trauma. They don't like to bring up trauma and the different things, you know, that have that you've experienced secretly that you can't talk about. People don't like to bring that up. And this is why I'm bringing that up. And this is a safe spot to be able to bring that up. Whatever it is, it needs to be brought to the light and you need to release it to God. Release it in a journal. Release it to me. Release it to somebody. Release it to a counselor. Release it to a therapist. Release it to a friend that you know that's really close to you. But you got to release it to somebody in this time. Because if you don't, it's going to affect you internally. And it's going to affect you mentally and emotionally. And what I realized, even after being... Uh, sexually assaulted uh, three years ago it didn't affect me right away I was still going to work I mean I was working a full-time job working with kids teaching ballet I was working a full-time job I was in school I was doing all these things and I was going day by day because I needed to pay my bills. I, I still needed to get things done. And I wasn't really realizing, hey, you know, this was a traumatic experience that just happened to me. You know, being physically assaulted, sexually assaulted by two different um, men. You know, and it came up. Because the trauma came up when I was out to eat with a friend at the time. And this friend was actually struggling. She was going through her own stuff. You know, this is, I didn't know that she was um, going through, you know, she had been around someone that, you know, was homosexual, a friend. And I guess she was going through that as well in her life. I didn't know at the time, um, just until she told me. But at that time, she had hugged me in this weird way. And, you know, almost touched my waist in a way. And I screamed at her and I said, what are you doing? You shouldn't even be touching me like that. You shouldn't be trying to hug me with your hands around, you know, my, uh, my, um, my neck. Like I'm not into you or whatever. And my sister was there as well. And I had yelled at this individual and I said, you know, I just got sexually assaulted. Like, don't touch me anywhere in those areas. Do not touch me. And I just went off. And, you know, she said, oh, I didn't know that, you know, and my sister was like, oh, wow, you know, and I said, yeah, I did. And so I had not talked about that in like six months before the issue had happened, but it had, it was so traumatic to me. And that was the first time that I actually got it out because I was repressing it. So whatever you're repressing it, we're repressing. It could be a trauma. It could be something you did that wasn't right to somebody. You know, it could be uh, 
something a crime that you committed in the past and you never talked about it or you never got caught it whatever it is it needs to be released to God and it needs to be brought to the light you know you can release something and come clean to God you know without having to um say it to anyone else this is where a repentive heart comes in and this is why a lot of us are having nightmares bad dreams or waking up from all of this stuff because there's it's some trauma that we went through it's some different things that we have not settled and we need to settle it there are certain things in my life personally that i had to go back when i say go back meaning there's different things that happened to me different experiences and people's life different things that i've said where i had to go back to the specific person and many times had to apologize or had to get closure regarding the situation, whether it was them giving me closure or me giving them closure. There was different things that I had to do in my life where I had to go do that. And what that did was there that cleared me from any depth that I had, because I'm going to tell y'all something. Depth could give you, um, um, it can, it can make you so guilty feeling like hey you know what I don't know what to do you know I feel all of that that's what a lot of us have we have some things that we need to clear we need to clear our name from some things even if you have to go back to your past and clear some things you need to go back to your past and clear some things go back to some people and and give them some apologies or give them some closure Go back and release some stuff. Go back and pay off some debts. When I say debts, y'all know what I'm talking about. There's some things that some people, you you took some stuff that you know wasn't yours. You did some things that you know wasn't yours. A lot of us committed some adulterous relationships, men and women, because I have men and women on this podcast. You you did some stuff and you thought you was just going to slide and you was going to slide on back to your husband and your or your wife and they wasn't going to find out. They know. You need to release some of these things. Some of this stuff that you told your children or did to your children. Or didn't listen to your children when they told you some stuff. You didn't believe them. There's so much things that we got to go back and fix. Because if we don't fix those things, it's going to come in our life in a different way. It might not be affecting you right now. But it's going to affect another part of your life. And that's going to pass on to your children. So be mindful of what's happening to you. Understand what spiritual warfare, understand what's your thoughts and what's not your thoughts and be willing to be ready to take, not be willing, be ready to take those things captive in your life. Just like I did as a 10 year old recognizing, Hey, this is not my thoughts, something going on. I wasn't crazy. I didn't get sent to be diagnosed with something or whatever. I I knew what was going on. Hey, uh, uh-uh. This ain't, as a 10-year-old, I was being fought by the enemy, by Satan. Because, see, I was, I was, you know, talking to the gospel about my friends. My family wasn't saved. I was on a mission in my, in my household to, bring, to teach my family about Jesus. I was being attacked and so many children are not learning that they're being attacked. Y'all put you ready to put these children in these mental hospitals. You ready to tell them they got all crazy. Not one time do you, are you praying over your kids when they having these nightmares and these bad dreams? 
Y'all need to pay attention to some of these dreams they having because some of these dreams they having are about y'all. And they trying to warn you about some stuff. You need to start listening to y'all, your children. Because some of these children are, are seeing prophetically. And they're, they're trying to warn you about some things that you might not know. And so many parents just pushing their kids aside. Y'all, not, y'all don't want to uh, talk to your kids. You're not asking them about their day. There's children up four years old going through depression. You have no idea what they experience. There's children being sexually abused younger than that. They've experienced some of the worst stuff that some of these 40-year-olds experience. Some of these 40-year-olds experience, 40-year-olds haven't even experienced some of the things that an eight-year-old has experienced. But we're saying, you know, they're too young, they're, they're this and they're that. No, you need to be mindful of what's, what your child is going through and talk to them and ask them, hey, have you been seeing any dreams lately? Have you been seeing anything weird in your dreams lately? What was this dream? And get them to draw it out. These divorces, these, you know, not being with the father, father and the mother, it's not down in nobody, but it's hard on some of these kids and they're repressing it because they don't know how to express, you know, mom and dad aren't together. You know, mom and dad are having some issues. Sometimes it's not all about, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm keeping, she keeping a daddy away. She keeping him, uh, she keeping her baby daddy away. No, sometimes it's not about that. You have no idea if, if the woman is in an abusive relationship. You don't know if that guy been hitting her. You don't know if he been verbally abusing her. You don't know what's going on. You don't know why, why she not bringing, putting a, uh, letting the father come around. You don't know why the father is not letting the mother come around. If the mother is on drugs doing a bunch, you don't, you have no idea what somebody going through. You know, it's okay. I, I grew up, my dad was not in my life at all. Period. My dad was a pimp, number one pimp in Houston. He was trying to sell us into prostitution with his, with the, his other baby mamas and all this stuff. My mom kept us as far away from him as possible. But she was still seeing him. But we, but we did not, we really wasn't around him like that. And I don't blame her because I, I thank her, believe it or not. You have no idea what somebody is going through in their life and, and the amount of trauma that I would have, the extra trauma that I had from all of this, you know, him coming to the house, banging on the door, trying to sell us into prostitution, all this stuff going on. This gave me a lot of trauma, and this is the reason what gave, what made my heart really um, hard, for, hard against men, and really made me get into some really bad relationships because of some different, a lot of trauma that I had. You know, me feeling, me feeling bad, and, and wanting to, uh, to, to help a man. Cause you know, I'm feeling guilty. Cause a lot of women say, you know, you need to build, you need to build and help these people. You need to give them a chance. Well, I tried, I tried to give some men a chance. I tried all of that in the past. And and I'm going to tell y'all one thing for who, whatever woman is listening to this podcast, whatever man, this is for men to whoever you talking to. If you talking to a man, whatever, the man talking to whatever you, whoever listening today, you don't have to 
feel bad because society says you need to give somebody a chance and you need to build them up and y'all you need to keep taking them back and the reason why y'all ain't together because y'all don't know how to hold y'all cut that mess out all that you know real house Atlanta all that mess cut that mess out if somebody is in your life and they're abusing you and you constantly trying to get them back and you trying to do all this stuff they never gonna change they gonna change when they want to change and that's what I'm gonna say period Somebody has to come into awakening where they realize it's especially a man. A woman cannot change a man. We cannot, we can't make them want to do what we want them to do. Sex ain't going to make them do what we want them to do. None of that. They have to come into awakening where this is what they want to do, period. Same with you women. We cannot, you know, that's something else. And I feel like a lot of women have trauma from that. You know, we want to come in and we want to be this, this, this change, this person. We can't change nobody. It don't matter what you're doing. You could be the best woman in the world. You could have given him everything that he wanted and he still don't appreciate that. Let it go. It don't make you less. It don't mean that you are a bad mom. It doesn't mean any of that. Being a single mom doesn't make you any less than anybody who was, who has a husband or whatever. You have no idea what they're going through in their marriage. That does not make you any less because you're a single mom or a single dad or whatever. You didn't have parents in your life. I didn't have my parent. My dad wasn't there. My mom wasn't really there for me at all. I basically grew up like an orphan. You know, by six years old, my mom was emotionally unavailable. And even before that, she was. Do I hate her? No, I don't. But I had to go through some stuff. I had to grow up early. And this is this is the reason why I'm the way I am. This is not coming from, you know, it doesn't have to come from a, a, a aspect of pain. There's a lot of trauma in our lives because of neglection that, that happened. We didn't get the, some people didn't get the proper attention that they needed as a child. And this has developed trauma. You know, and so this means we try to seek love. We want to we want to be in these relationships. We want to have a man in our bed because we we didn't we are we're seeking validation and attention from the neglect. And until we get to the point, anybody, men and women that are on this podcast, until we feel the neglect that we've had in our lives as children, childhood trauma, mom leaving, not coming back until the next morning, going out to the club, too busy with a guy in her bed, keeping me in my room, watching TV. I'm not doing nothing. She's not hanging out with me. All of that is trauma. So we grow up to be these parents that just tell our kids, go there and do what you want while we go satisfy a man or a woman. But our, we have to learn how to, we got to start breaking these cycles. A lot of things, everything that we, we go through and we do is because of some of the trauma that we've had. Now, some of it ain't, is, some of it is not that. Some of it is not that. I'm not saying a bad thing. Bad things happen to good people all the time. You could be the best person in the world, treated people right, didn't cheat ever, and you can get cheated on in relationships. You can, you could, you could do all that. There's people that have never cheated. They were faithful and they get cheated on in a relationship. You think the relationship going well and it's not. 
you being faithful to this one guy that you're not married to, y'all ain't in a relationship, you only having sex with him, he going to having sex with five, six women, don't tell you, next thing you know, you got an STD. Some people, you didn't even call HIV because you trust in this person. Things happen to good people. Bad things happen to good people all the time. And so please, if you went through some, if you're going through some bad stuff right now, please don't think it's because you're a bad person. Don't think because you're a bad person that you don't have no money or that you, you not getting, you're not everywhere you at because you a bad person or you did something bad. Please don't think that because good things happen to bad people. There are people that do the worst of things and they are the most successful people and they're still doing great. And they have, and they've been, they've treated people horribly. So don't think that it's because you're doing something wrong. This is why you're experiencing that. It's time to get up. It's time to realize what it is. And it's time to take charge. If you have not listened to my last podcast series, uh, Thrive. Growing through the roots of darkness. I'm talking about past generational trauma, all those different things, taking the time to heal. I'm talking about that. Now I'm getting a little bit deeper. I'm going into the mind. I'm going into trauma, negative thoughts and different things. These podcasts are built to bring out the internal things that we, we kind of try to hide and sweep around the rug. And, and it, what it does is it affects us later on in life. This, these are, this, this is what this pod, these podcasts are about. These are the different things. I'm talking about things that I've literally experienced that I don't post on Facebook or whatever. Some of this stuff is not in my book. Some of this stuff is in my book. A lot of these things that I'm talking about now is not in my book. It's not in my autobiography. This is brand new. This is fresh things that I'm talking about that I've experienced. So... I'm, I'm being authentic on these, on these, on this line, because you are not alone. You're not alone in your situation. You're not alone in the things that you don't talk about. You know, there's men on this podcast. You feel like, you know, no one knows what I've been through. Nobody know what I, I went through in life. You know, nobody will never understand me. No, there's people who have went through what you're going through and they are not talking about it. So these podcasts are built for for you guys to to work on those things internally that you try to sweep under the rug and bring out so that you can start doing stuff like this and you can start telling your story and helping other people you're you have stories that i might need to hear that i don't know that could help me and when people get to the point where there's they start to be strong and talk i was not at this point where i could talk on a podcast you know i i um I barely post, um, you know, I don't, a lot of people come on with, and they talk about a lot of videos and stuff, you know, they, they come, they, um, show their face and I'm not scared to do that. Like I've preached on stage and everything like that. That's not, that's not a, um, a fear of mine. Most of the time I'm getting up. I'm just, I'm so busy now. It's ridiculous. Like I'm literally, I'm in pajamas, you know, most of the time now doing this podcast. So I, I just have a lot just getting ready and all that stuff (laughs) it's not any as much time for that anymore excuse me you guys i've been yawning it's early right now but um get to the root just like we talked about healing from the roots of darkness this is a root 
we cannot ignore our mental health any longer we cannot because that is what drives our boat that's more I tell people all the time my mental health is comes before my weight it comes before anything it comes before financial anything if I if I have my mind in order and I am healthy mentally I'm going to move into the right decisions and do the right things that I'm supposed to do that's important. I'd rather be broke and and, and uh and have a good mental health than, than be, you know, all over the place and then I got a whole bunch of money. No, I, I you know, I challenged myself years ago to go through that spiritual development. And I want to share a story with you guys because I, I went over it. I forgot to share that. So after having those bad dreams, and I'm gonna end the podcast after this, but after having those bad dreams, um I moved into my own apartment. Okay, so I was going through that up until 17. Um, I started having the bad dreams like when I was still at my aunt's house. And uh, I started having them. Yeah, it started. I remember it started. And I would wake up with like sweats and like crying. And um, I really wouldn't tell anybody like the dream that I had, but it was just very traumatic. So I was, I started going through something in um, high school. I think it's where it came from. What? Um, this guy, this guy I was talking to is this friend and all of this is the past. Uh, I wrote this in my book or whatever, and it's not to me for me to talk negative about, but, um, it was a friend I had and, uh, it was this, uh, guy we were talking, we were talking to, well, I don't know at this time he was talking to both of us, but I, we didn't know, you know, we were friends. Um, we were really cool friends we did like everything together and we had these two other friends and, um, the guy, you know, he started talking to me and then, you know, just being a player or whatever. And, um, you know, he started talking to her. And at that time, I didn't know. Like, I genuinely thought she knew. If she knew or not, like, I really don't know because he could have been talking. He could have been saying that uh, he was only talking to her, too. You know, guys be lying. So, but at that time, um, at that time, we it, we got into like this big old you know thing and me and her stopped being friends and all this stuff happened so people were coming back to me telling me you know that she lost her virginity and that she got had got pregnant and at that time like I was already kind of healing from it I was like preparing for something but um you know this was after I completely stopped talking to him or whatever stopped being his friend and all that stuff so uh, yeah, it was, it was really traumatic, you know, it was traumatic because, um, this is somebody that you cared about and, you know, they did all that stuff to you and they was forcefully trying to make you angry. It was very traumatic for me. So I was going through that along with, uh, stuffing from, um, you know, stuff from my, um, you know, abuse and just all that stuff. So I had moved when I moved out of, of my, uh, my aunt's house and I've got my own apartment. I started having like nightmares. So I started have I started seeing like this guy and the girl and, um, you know, the other two friends as well. Cause it was all of them. But I started seeing them like, um, just basically, you know, like talking about me, just a whole bunch of other stuff. And, um, cause you know, we were no longer friends at the time. So I woke up from the dream and I was breathing hard, you know, I was crying and I, I saw my, like my, my family, like all the people that me getting abused in my household. And I saw these people all up in a dream, like running after me or whatever. And I woke up and, you know, I was breathing hard and God had told me, he said, you know, you're safe now. 
Like you're not going through that anymore. But it was it was trauma that I had that 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 woke. I mean, I woke up crying like I was like you know because um, I thought I you know I just felt like the abuse you know mostly like the abuse part and I was so hurt and I was crying and um God was like you know you're not going through that anymore you're safe and I just breathed in and I was like oh, you know like but that's a form of like post-traumatic stress because you're um like it's after the trauma happens it's after like you start to have the dreams you start to like it starts to affect you and um what I did was for me for my healing I started watching you know sermons I started listening I stopped listening to all that other music you know that because it was really traumatizing like I couldn't even wear the same like bath stuff that I would that I like to wear at the time I had to like cut all of that off I I actually have one of the scents that I used to wear when it when all that happened that I really liked I actually have it and I still like it now I like it again you know I started I started using it again because it was okay that's how I could tell you know I've healed but I couldn't wear do anything like I had to strip everything every memory anything would would trigger me it was so bad and um I started going to church and you know God started to heal me and that was the way I healed you know I healed from like praise and worship and uh, sermons and it just being spending nights crying and like really getting it out and talking about and poetry poetry saved my life I started I started doing poetry really early at like 15 I did my first you know open mic with like outspoken being and all of them and uh I went ended up winning second place in this slam contest um I think being won like first I won second with something and I was only like 16 no 15 and then I started doing poetry in college again and I would do open mics and I would just talk about all of the bad relationships, the abuse, the like lust, just everything. And I would come, I would just do open mics and I would write. It was so, it, it helped me so much. And then I was dancing, excuse me, doing my like ballet. So that's how I actually healed from my trauma in that time, especially from that situation. I had to just, I started writing in my journal and what I did, I wrote about, you know, the guy and the uh, friend that I had. And just like how, um, like I wrote, that's, this is the tactic I do now. I just wrote so much positive stuff about them, like in my journal. And I wrote like, you know, how she was a good friend, you know, at the time and, you know, how she like would help me with different things and, you know, how we would encourage each other and how, so I started writing the good positive things about our friendship and, that helped me heal and forgive her, you know, and forgive him, even though, you know, okay, they probably like, well, you know, I ain't do nothing wrong. Well, they probably didn't, you know, in their head, they probably didn't. It could have just, it, it, in all aspects, this could have just been me, but for me, it hurt me, you know? And so I had to, to heal myself. I had to go through this, this stuff. So I healed and, uh, I was able to, um, just move forward from it you know which was which was really good and uh you know I was on my in my own place I went I ended up I actually ended up changing schools uh because of that along with some other stuff that happened at the university so I changed schools for a bit um and it helped me heal so much I I needed to a new environment so I moved so moving out of your environment leaving your environment that you 
we're most triggered in is also one of the most important parts because you don't really know that you have trauma until you move out of your environment. And I want to say that because moving out of your environment, for me, moving out of my environment showed how much trauma I actually had. Like, I was so messed up, you know, and I needed so much healing and moving out of your environment getting into a new environment just it don't make it don't even matter like going to a new, another state sometimes you just got to move you got to get up and go and it gives you a fresh start you know because of all the stuff that you went through and that's what I did you know I did that and I'm grateful for that I'm so thankful that I was able to afford to be able to move into my own apartment and just have my own space and have my candles and my bath stuff and just heal and have a whole new environment and it was it was so it was I I still remember that part of my life and I and I took I had so much courage to leave home you know and get my own place and you know etc and yeah so I would encourage you if you're going through a traumatic situation um just move and some people don't know they have trauma until they get out of their house you know (laughs) you don't realize how like all this stuff has built up until you actually move on your own and you have to deal with stuff on your own I encourage you guys to take that time to deal with yourself like I talked about it with my podcast you don't know that you've got issues with yourself until you're alone and you have to face your look at yourself in the mirror you have to be in that loneliness and face yourself so many people cannot be alone in their own house or their own room that's why a lot of people during this pandemic are going through so much um, depression because they're not used to being alone they're always out and they're not handling issues so it's causing a lot of people to really handle some things and things are coming up triggering them that they have never even had to deal with before so pray for you know everybody in this time and I'm praying for everybody in this time as well so I want to go ahead and pray please uh if you guys have any um if you guys have any um like questions please send me a voicemail voicemails are available I can take voicemails not voicemail on my phone there's a voicemail a section where you can send me a voicemail Ask me, you know, hey, Deborah, I had a question about such and such. Uh, Leave me your email, your phone number, whatever. Do not feel ashamed to leave me a voicemail, please. Leaving me a voicemail can help me to get back to you and just give you some more insight. Um, I have a counseling program coming soon uh, for anybody who is experiencing trauma uh, related issues, childhood trauma, anything. I have services coming soon. Uh, and that's going to be with the Sunlight Chronicles. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But um, that's going to be starting. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about um, some of my um, skincare products and just a whole bunch of different things I'm having that's going to be based around mental health. So please, uh, if you have not followed the Sunlight Chronicles on Instagram, uh, I believe, I, yeah, Facebook, you can like the page, the Sunlight Chronicles um follow Deborah Rodriguez podcast on Instagram if you had not already so you can be updated on some just some different things that I have coming soon so this is week one this is part two of week one um part one make sure you listen to part one as well next week next Sunday I'm going to post these every Sunday uh I will go into week two okay and so this will still be the war in the mind. How does negative thoughts and voices in the mind relate to spiritual uh, trauma and spiritual warfare? So thank you guys so much for coming on to this podcast. I look forward to seeing you in week two. I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. 
and uh, please remember to leave me a voicemail if you have any questions dear heavenly father thank you so much for this podcast thank you for the insight you have given me thank you for uh, giving me the humility to be able to release my story and be authentic um, with anyone on this podcast God I just pray if there's anyone that needs to release release and come clean regarding anything in their life that is affecting them internally i pray that they have the courage to release that um in this time and come clean god thank you for your your breath thank you for your love thank you for your light thank you for your healing everything that you are doing for us in this time Thank you for your uh, your patience with us. And I just thank you so much, God, for just, just allowing these anyone who on this podcast to find this podcast, uh, to be able to release and just have clarity, you know, and comfort regarding what they're going through. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to extend. I did post a post on Instagram. I mean, on uh, Instagram and Facebook regarding... Um, anyone who wanted to give their lives to Christ um I always do an altar call you know if I'm traveling to preach on my sermons I do that for a specific purpose and I do this because there is there are so many people who don't think they don't really know um they don't really know how or like the process of giving their life to Christ you know giving your life to Christ is in the cold it's not like something that you're just forced to do. You got to pay for. You got to be a part of the elite. You don't get it from being in the person in your family. No, everybody has their own individual relationship. So I want to extend an invitation to anyone on my podcast that wants to give their life to Christ. And it's really simple. You don't have to pay me anything. You don't have to go pay somebody nothing to have a relationship. It's just a, it's a complete decision. With but it's between you and God. Okay, it's between you and God. This is a relationship. It's not, it's not, I don't look at it as a necessarily religion. I look at it as a relationship. Okay. It's a relationship to, to for God to uh, come into your heart and for him to be in your life. And, you know, I'll be honest. I uh, came to Christ as a very young age, um, had the gifts of the spirit. And, you know, I went through some things and I rededicated my life to Christ, you know, and you can always come back. That's so important. You know, I never left, but I just did a lot of things that I wasn't proud of in my life, you know, like losing my virginity, et cetera, the different things that people scold you for. <laughs> and so I felt like I was far away from God, you know, and I didn't feel he loved me just because of a lot of things that I went through as well, you know, as things that I went through in my childhood. So I want to give you guys an invite and I want to ask you, and if you would like to give your life to Christ and want him to come into your heart, I want you guys to just say this prayer. It's a very simple prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for everything that you're doing in my life. I repent for all, for all my sins, known and unknown. And I ask you to come into my heart today. I believe you to be the Savior and the Son of God. I ask that you come into my heart, you heal me, and you live within me so that I might 
live for you amongst others. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. So you can repeat this if you have to rewind this and say it again. You don't have to put on a suit to say it. You can say it in your restroom. You can put your arms out in front of you and say that. And by saying that, you are opening yourself to allow Jesus to come in your life and to be a part of your life. And this walk, I'm going to tell you, I was like, oh, man, I'm going through so much. This is a scary walk. And understanding it has been the best decision that I've ever made. No, it doesn't stop me from going through stuff. No, it is. I'm not perfect. This doesn't mean I have this big old standard over my life and I'm and I'm and I have to be perfect. I make mistakes, too. But having Jesus in my life to help me along that walk is so much worth living. And I'm I'm so grateful that I chose him and made this this decision. So I thank you guys for coming on my podcast. I will also be having um, a baptism tour coming up soon if you want to get baptized. So I'll go in more into more of that. Um, but yes, leave me a voicemail. Ask me any questions that you have. And I look forward to speaking to you guys in week two next Sunday. So make sure you're subscribed, share, like, share with your friends, anyone who you think uh, would need this podcast and this would be good for them. Alrighty. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye.